0: Friends in Christ, there's an apocryphal story that's told about Jesus and one of the angels who are talking together and looking out at the expanse of the earth that is totally immersed in darkness. When suddenly 12 tiny points of light appear. And the angel says, what are those lights? Jesus says, Those are my 11 disciples and my mother. And my plan is that they will spread the light of my love, my grace, and my teaching to everyone on the face of the earth. So about a minute goes by, and the angel says, there sure is a lot of darkness down there. What if it doesn't work? Lord, what is plan B? To which the Lord Jesus responds, there is no plan B. God's plan to change the world we live in that desperately needs the light of Jesus Christ is to call us into a living relationship with him to be formed in the church and to be sent out into the world to bring the light of the gospel. And at the heart of that plan is our vocation. That word vocation is taken from the Latin word vocare, which means to call. The opening paragraph of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, the first sentence Said, God calls us, all of us. He calls us to seek Him, to know Him, and to love Him with all of our strength. Goes on to say, God calls us, scattered and divided by sin, into the unity of His family, the church. And so it is to discover. Whether we're called to married life, or called to the priesthood, or called to religious life, to discover our personal vocation, we must first seek the Lord, know Him, love Him with all of our strength, and be formed in that unity of His family, the church. In the readings for this weekend, We have beautiful examples of what it means to respond to the call of God and how God calls us and prepares us for our vocation. The first lesson we learn happens in the first reading this weekend, the calling of Samuel. What we discover is that God is persistent. Samuel, Samuel. He calls him not once, but over and over and over again. When at first he misunderstands the call, he thinks it's Eli. God's persistence allows him eventually to respond and to answer. My own life, when I was in my late teens, I had an opportunity to work full-time for super stop-and-shop supermarket companies. But to get full-time, I had to work the midnight shift for over three years, midnight to eight. And if you've ever been in the supermarket when it was a 24-hour market, then you probably know what they play for music over the loudspeaker at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. It's the hard rock, heavy metal radio station. And so I was listening to that station on the loudspeaker, doing my work one evening at about three o'clock in the morning when suddenly a commercial came on. And it started with classical music, which really caught my attention. And then a voiceover came on and said something along the lines of, have you ever thought about serving those around you? Do you feel called to share the word of God? Maybe God is calling you to the Catholic priesthood. Consider contacting the Diocese of Providence. I listened to that commercial and I laughed out loud. And I said to myself, you have got to be kidding me. Do they have any idea who listens to this station at that time of night? They would have a better chance of getting me to be a Catholic priest. Little did I know that's exactly what God was calling me to. I kept on working, but God kept on calling. And eventually, I responded. God is persistent when he calls us. Over and over and over again to seek him, to know him, to love him with all of our strength. Secondly, we discover in the scriptures this weekend that when God calls us, he often uses those around us to help us respond to his call. He certainly speaks to our hearts, but he also uses those around us. And so it is with Eli, who's slow to understand. It takes him three tries to recognize the Lord is calling, But when he does realize, he's the one that instructs Samuel. If the Lord calls you again, say, here I am. The Lord uses Eli. He also uses in the gospel, St. John the Baptist. He could have called the Apostle St. John and Andrew directly, but he didn't. He uses St. John the Baptist to say, behold, the Lamb of God. And then they begin to be disciples of Jesus Christ. And such is the case with Simon Peter. God doesn't call him directly. Andrew finds him and brings him to Jesus. And so he has that encounter that will change his life forever. God uses those around us when he calls us to that intimacy of our vocation. Who are the people he's using right now to lead us more deeply into that relationship with him? And finally, we discover that our vocation needs to be developed. We need to be formed. It's not a matter of answering the call of God one time and then we're ready. No, we need to be formed to say yes to God. And so it is that Samuel will learn from Eli all that he needs to know to be the priest that God is calling him to be. The disciples are also invited by Jesus in the gospel this weekend. Come and see. Come and learn from me. I will prepare you. I'll make you ready for all that I have in store for you in the days ahead. How are we being formed in our own vocation today, perhaps through spiritual reading? Are we reading the right things that will form our hearts to think with the mind of Christ, to think with the heart of the church, to know what God is saying and where he's leading us? Are we men and women of prayer who try to listen to what God is saying, who speak to the Lord frequently about the situations in our lives, and what's happening. And how we formed, especially, in the sacraments of the church, the sacrament of the Eucharist, the sacrament of reconciliation, where the Lord forms us in virtue, forms us in holiness, and prepares us to go bring his light into the world that desperately longs to see it. Because God's plan To save the world that we live in, that is so often immersed in darkness, is to send you and I out to bring the light of his love, of his grace, and of his teaching. And there is no plan B.